0: Adet, waka and hello I'm Jen and welcome to the Native Gen podcast. How are you? hi, this is Jen with the Native Gen podcast. How are you? How is everyone doing? I'm so glad to be doing this episode and Before I start, I have a little bit of a disclaimer for you, and I'll tell you why after. But I have to say that as a disclosure, none of this information provided on the podcast or my website or in connection with any services shall be construed to constitute medical, psychological, legal, financial, or other professional advice. I urge you to consult with an appropriate licensed professional if you seek any such advice or and or enter into a confidential relationship with that professional within the confines of their license to practice their respective fields. So, got that out of the way. I had to give a disclosure because the topic of my episode is Coming out of the spiritual closet and yeah, I said it. It's just been a long time coming. I don't know what else to say. Some of you may have seen the breadcrumbs of spirituality that I have been leaving on social media. I've all but come out on TikTok, really. (laughs) But I had to really think about this. I mean, my rational, logical mind would tell me that this is all woo-woo, you know, and that no one cares or no one would believe me. And then there's my ego. My ego was telling me that I can't do this, that I don't have any type of abilities. I am not a psychic medium. Not yet. I am a light worker in training you know, the imposter syndrome in me, which in the past has crippled me. And even talking about this, I had to really think about it for a very, very long time because it messed with me in terms of being a professional and I have an education, all these things, blah, blah, blah. But there was spirit telling me, we have been waiting years for you. And so my ego was telling me you can't possibly help people heal and connect to those in spirits. You can't do it. And so I had to pretty much get out of my own way and do all of the hard work. So I had to learn how to let go of my ego and it wasn't easy. And So, okay, let me just get into it. So I stated that I had to get out of my own way. I had to learn how to let go of my ego. It wasn't until I started meditating that my spirit helpers, which a spirit helper is a being that is attached to you for this life that helps and guides you and, you know, you can have more than one. My helpers showed me that I had to heal past traumas, generational traumas, that I was carrying. I literally had to go back in like past lives and heal traumas that was dark and it wasn't fun. It was a lot of shadow work. And also through drum journeys, which I'll explain later, I experienced soul loss and soul retrieval. And as I just stated, I did shadow work. I forgave others. I surrendered the need for control and I really practiced gratitude. All these things I did to let go of my ego and let spirit guide me. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy. It was fucking hard. Let me tell you, I cried a lot. I yelled. I got frustrated. And I almost gave up numerous times. Because when you go into the spirit world, you, you see scary shit. But I knew that my guides would never lead me down a path of darkness. I just had to go through it to see the light. And I trusted their direction wholeheartedly. And so my spiritual journey didn't start recently, not at all. It actually began when I was a child. When I was a kid, I saw other worlds. I saw people that I'd passed at their own funerals. I knew when spirit was near, and I felt people's energies deeply. You can say that I'm an empath, and I didn't know it then, but I felt other people's energies deeply, especially when they were in pain. I knew intuitively that there was more to this world than just us people, but it really scared the snot out of me, so I pushed it away. Only my grandmother knew, and she let me be open about it. However, because we lived in such a colonized community, it was considered taboo to talk about such things in the open. I couldn't even imagine talking about it to my mother, or it would be unfallible to speak about in church. But one of the more memorable times was when my grandmother died. I had to return to boarding school when she was on her deathbed. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. At school, I left an an event early, went back to the dorm, and just so you know, I went to a boarding school and was kind of like going to college, only it was in high school and it was a boarding school and we lived in dorms. And so at school, I left a function and went back to the dorms and went to bed. I recall feeling just heavy, and I awoke later to a very lit up room, and at the foot of my bed was my grandmother, and she looked so young. She was about 30-ish, and she was wearing an all-white gown. She looked beautiful. I jumped and embraced her. I cried so hard. I asked her if it was a dream. She smiled, and I knew. She had left this earth. And with spirit side, I cried. I cried a lot, and she held me so hard. She said she'd always be with me, and that I have to be strong, as my life will not be boring. (laughs) Boy, was she right. I didn't want to let go of her, as I knew she had to leave, as she was going home. As she left, I had this knowing that she'd always be there. Right as she left, I was awoken by the doormaid telling me that I had a call. Because, you know, back then we didn't have cell phones. She asked if I was okay, and I said that that is what the phone call is about. My grandmother passed away. When I got on the phone, my mom confirmed this. I didn't tell her what I had experienced, because I knew she wouldn't believe me or discount it in her own grief but i knew that my grams was in another place or dimension she had left us there were other times in my life when spirit presented itself as if to say hi i'm here i had joined a mediumship circle to swap readings with other practicing mediums in one reading the sitter was a man and and the spirit that came through was a vibrant woman She kept showing me her desk, a pen and paper, and then a laptop and her purse. All of it was of great significance. I relayed this to the sitter, and he would ask for more details. That was all I was getting. He was rather pushy about it, but come to find out, this guy, the sitter, was a retired cop. And this woman in spirit was one of his unsolved mysteries. That was an experience that further validated that this is something I need to explore more. That was a few years ago. There were other times when Spirit clearly yelled at me to listen. For example, I was getting on the highway and Spirit yelled in my ear out of nowhere, Pull over! Pull over now! I did what Spirit said. I don't know why or what, but it scared me so much that I did exactly what the voice said. A few minutes later, it said, okay, go, but go slow. I got back on the highway. Up ahead, I could see the crashes and fire. It was a crash and cars were piled up behind it. It was scary. I got around it and got off the highway as soon as I could. Right there and then, I thanked Spirit. There are so many other instances where I experienced Spirit whispering in my ear, showing me flashes of visuals, kind of like short films or like an Insta story, or where Spirit wanted me to come through for their loved ones. But until recent years, I pushed it away. I thought that my logical mind would win. That all my education, I have an MBA for goodness sakes, all of that matters more. Well, I couldn't be farther from the truth. I was wrong and until now, I denied my own intuition. What is intuition anyway? Anyway, you know, as we get into this, spirit is just telling me, just tell them, the story, the truth. You don't have to educate them because people know and I know that you guys in different cultures know you have your own stories of what intuition is, what spirit is and what what spirit tells you. We all have intuition. But I feel like I do need to educate you a little bit because all this stuff was new to me and if I'm asking, I know you're asking. So rather than Google it, here it is. Intuition is that feeling in your gut when you instinctively know that something you are doing is right or wrong. Or it's that moment when you kind of sense kindness or fear in another's face. You don't know why you feel that way. It's just a hunch. You know what I'm talking about. It's that gut feeling. It's that knowing or at the very least, a gentle persuasion that something's off or something's awesome or something needs our attention. It's subtle and it doesn't scream for attention, which is why it's easily missed. And so, here is how I embrace my intuition. I begin an education in all things psychic mediumship, spirituality, shamanism, paganism, holistic healing all the things that I thought were woo-woo and not for me. It almost felt as if I was learning about something that was bad because my very Episcopalian religious upbringing, there was no room for anything but religion. But as an adult now, searching for something that was always there, I was on a mission to find out what spirit wanted me to do. What did they want me to do with this, you know, Quasi sixth sense, if you will. So as I went down this road, and I was much more open to it, this led to shamanism. In a previous episode, episode 17, I interviewed Eviyaya Rakal. She's a shaman practitioner, and she opened my eyes, and literally my third eye to spirit world. I say this because when I saw her, It was just like I knew her, like I was coming home to spirit. She taught me about drum journeys, showed me my spirit, connected me with my spirit team and what it all meant for me. It was life changing, let me tell you. And I am so grateful for her and all that I experienced in Greenland. This further validated that I needed to learn more about the spirit world. From there, I am taking more spiritual classes to raise my vibration. And this means I'm just raising my energy. I now know what clairs are the strongest when it comes to my intuition. From this, I can use them to connect to spirit more directly. So what does this mean when I say clairs? Clair senses are types of psychic abilities that correspond or connect with the five senses of seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, and tasting. When I tap into my intuition and spirit energy, my mind and body becomes flooded with mental impressions, thoughts, feelings, images, sounds, tastes, and smells let me start by first explaining what they are and how our preferred senses shape our lives. And we all have intuition or a psychic nature. Remember when I said you felt a gut reaction, an instinct, or a foresight? The clairs are like a radio frequency where one can tune in and get information. The question is whether or not you are listening to the signs. Most people don't tap into using our clairs because we are so present in our own daily lives. But remember, if you train your mind to quiet down, you can use your own clair senses. When you tap into these senses, the messages you receive can be used to make life choices that are in your best interest. The following definitions of the various clear senses. There is clairvoyance. This is clear seeing through your mind's eye. This is my strongest clairsense. So as I said, someone sees through their mind's eye, known as the third eye, the chakra between our eyebrows. One may see flashes, images, something like a movie or a television program or even a still picture like a photograph in their mind of what is happening in the past, present, or future. Claire audience is the next Claire. This is clear hearing. Someone has the ability to hear things psychically without the use of their physical ears. Basically, it's like telepathic information coming into one's mind. Some people will hear this as a regular voice, as if someone is speaking to them. The next is the claircognizance. This is the clear knowing. Someone has information or knowledge of something that he or she does not actually know. Thoughts come out of nowhere, pop into one's mind, and give information about something that might happen in the future, or a situation might have a right or wrong message so that's clear knowing and then there's clear sentience clear feeling this is probably my second strongest claire someone can feel the information within him or herself Claire sentient includes an individual feeling the physical and emotional pain of land where atrocities have happened You can feel jealousy, insecurity, fears, or displeasure in others, or others' actual physical pain. And then there's the clear empath. This is clear emotions. Someone psychologically experiences the thoughts or attitudes of a person, place, or animal, and then feels the associated mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual results. The result of this clear empathetic experience may be A very physical response for the psychic in proportion to the psychic's empathetic sensitivity. Now, I know, just bear with me as I go through these clairs because, you know, it's a lot of information and you're like, why are you telling me this? I'm telling you this because you need to know there are various different clairs and they tap into our five senses in a way to help us convey messages. The next clair is the clairgustance. And this is clear tasting. Someone has the ability to receive taste impressions. For example, someone tastes chocolate, but he or she is not actually eating any chocolate. That is clairgustance. Next is clair salience, which is clear smelling. And I get this sometimes too. Someone can smell odors that are not present. An example of this would be smelling some perfume or a cigar. But neither of these things are present in that moment. Another example of this is um, my dog Anoko passed away years ago. But he still comes to visit now and again. He has a clear smell and odor to him. And I know when I smell that, I know he's around. Okay. And so this leads me back to coming out of my spiritual closet. The reason I chose to do an episode on this is, well, it's my podcast and I can do what I want. (laughs) But more than anything, I am on a journey in this life. And I feel in my very soul, it is my mission to help Native people connect with those in spirit and heal. I want to give intuitive readings for clarity and closure. Too many times I see people holding on to their loved ones that have passed. They can't move on with their life and they stay in their grief and sadness. Some people never recover from the loss of a loved one. It definitely changes you, but it shouldn't define you. Life is meant to be lived joyously, and that is what spirit would want you to do as well. And so I am showing up here, burying my soul. I am scared and completely vulnerable. I am a little bit kind of feeling anxiety about this. Well, a lot. But I know who I am and I know where I come from. I know that spirit has my back and I know that there are extraordinary things waiting for me. Now I just need to be proactive. I need to hone in on my intuitive gifts and further develop my confidence. I acknowledge that I have these gifts and have the foundation. I feel blessed and I'm so grateful to be someone that can understand this type of work. And I bear responsibility for it. I use these gifts for the highest good with light and love. I am doing what I am supposed to do in this life. I trust spirit will guide me. And they have my back. I let go of the fear of being judged with courage and love. And so I am a fledgling, practicing, in-training, psychic medium. So if you want a free reading, let's get into it. There's a link in the show notes to schedule a reading. It's completely free for now. And I just want the practice. So again, with light and love and the highest good for all, and thank you for the good of all and the harm to none. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Native Gen Podcast. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. If you love the Native Gen Podcast, please subscribe and let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Take care and remember, Stay native.